Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Fitzy. Good morning and hello and welcome to Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. The second to last day, the penultimate day of August, a weird August as it's been. Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens here for Breaking Boston, getting your Boston Sports Super Fan Day started. As you listen to this, you are just over one week away from the start of the 2023 NFL season. You're just over a week and a half away from the Patriots kicking off their 2023 season, Sunday, September 10th, as you know, 425 p.m., hosting the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles, Tom Brady return day. What a scene it's going to be down at the old Razor in Foxborough. Now, yesterday was quite the emotional day on the Boston sports scene. Of course, a significant portion of those emotions being poured out at beautiful, friendly Fenway Park for the first day of the 2023 Jimmy Fontelathon. Uh, some incredible stories, some testimonials, information, uh, anecdotals, just unbelievable work and the emotional trials and tribulations of people that have had to go through what the Jimmy Fund hopes to do, which is K-cancer and the cowardice that is cancer. Incredible donations, generosity, matchback funds like you could never believe. If you have a chance, please, of course, donate. Uh, listen to WEEI all throughout the day as the Greg Hill Show, Gresham Fourier, Jones and Mego with Arcan continue hosting people that have endured the fight of their life and can testify as to how incredible the work is that's done by the Dana-Farber Cancer, Cancer Institute celebrating 75 years of the Jimmy Fund. You can donate, of course, 877-738-1234. You can text KCANCER to 20222 to give $25 or you can also donate online. All that available information at weei.com. But another emotional element to Tuesday, August 29th was the fact that it was roster cutdown day in the NFL. That's right. All 32 teams mandated to be whittled down, if you will, to 53 men uh, down from 90. Of course, some players having been released league-wide throughout the last couple of days from the tail end of the preseason all the way up until Tuesday, of course, word trickled out throughout the day as to which players were getting released from various teams, punters, special teamers, linebackers, a few surprise cuts around the league, but perhaps none more than your New England Patriots who had, I dare say, one, if not two of the biggest surprise cuts, maybe one of the biggest surprise cuts of all in the NFL in at the quarterback position. Of course, the Patriots making the very curious choice for now until, of course, we find out if any players are placed on injured reserve and other players are brought back should they pass through waivers. Uh, it's it's going to be a fascinating story to see the least. Uh, Wednesday, today, uh, we'll find out as of noontime, once again, if players have made it through waivers and they can be placed back on practice squads or if players are claimed by other teams, players like Malik Cunningham, players like Bailey Zappi, uh, J.J. Taylor, Will, uh, Ty Montgomery, and others on the Patriots. But as of now, they have one quarterback on the roster, two running backs, and 11 offensive linemen. Absolutely classic. Very late last night on Tuesday the 29th, 
Andy Hart and I got together for a special Six Rings in Football Things chat discussing our immediate reactions to the Patriots roster moves, whittling it down to the game day 53 for the 2023 season. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, It is definitely the story of the day and will continue to be as, of course, once again, roster moves continue to be made. Which Patriots players will be claimed by other teams? Which players will be brought back? Who might actually make it back to the active game day roster? Who will choose to be on the practice squad? Could be 12 or 13 of those players. Could be 14. Who knows? Maybe the Patriots will add another offensive lineman. Maybe they'll be bold enough to go into the season with a single quarterback. I highly doubt it. But that's up for debate. We'll see how that shakes out. Anyway, please enjoy this conversation to kick off your Wednesday, August 30th. This is the Six Rings in Football Things roster reaction for 2023, the 53-man game day roster with Fitzy and Hart breaking Boston on August 30th, 2023. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share. Back tomorrow with another story that tops the day and fills your cup as a Boston sports superfan. Enjoy, everybody. 11 offensive linemen, two running backs, one quarterback classic NFL formation. I bet old Billy O'Brien's got something cooking in that kitchen, Andy Hart, and we are here to talk about it with critical decisions, difficult departures, just a wild, chaotic day where Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien, Matt Groh and company chose chaos, and we are here to react on the official roster cutdown edition of Six Rings and Football Things, Brought to you by our fabulous sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. And that was the theme of the summer for a lot of New England Patriots players that your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart are here to discuss. They tried to make every moment more. And for some, whether it was your draft status or the effort, energy, and attitude you put forth, it paid off and you are now a member of the New England Patriots. For some, expectedly, and for a few, unexpectedly, The tribe has spoken. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. But maybe stay around in the area. We may have a practice squad job for you. Or you could even make the roster if we put one or two players on injured reserve. Let's get right to it, Andy. Obviously, the biggest reaction of the day was not that the New England Patriots did not hold on to athletic super freak Cunningham, Malik, that it was Bailey Zappi, the zapper. Farewell, Zappi hour. Bill Belichick and Billy O'Brien basically said, listen, Y'all don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Zappy hour is over. Or is it? What an interesting decision. We didn't feel like he had a good summer. You were very critical of him, as other fans and media members were. We saw him getting his ass chewed out by Billy O'Brien the other night when he missed a throw, oddly enough, to, of all people, Malik Cunningham. And now he's without a job after having won several games for the New England Patriots last year. Let's get your immediate thoughts on the overall reaction, Zappy hour, no Malik Cunningham, and so much more. So um, first thing that pops into my head is the old cliche, if you have two quarterbacks, then you don't have one. Well, what if you only have one quarterback? Does that mean you're really good? <laughs> like, I'm going to need a little addition, an update, a modernization to the cliche. <laughs> exactly. And by the way, I was a little bit surprised. I think even you took the bait. I figured I didn't have to put hashtag sarcasm on my <laughs> tweet today where I wrote like, wow, Zappy and Cunningham have been Released. I guess it's Max's job now. No shit, audience. Whoa, whoa, no, whoa. No, 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 no. 
Yeah, they are. Well, their parents are doing a terrible job. I was going to say to Uncle Fitzy and old cranky cousin Hart's roster cutdown podcast. I I was surprised. And if you need us to go through the entire 53, do we need to? Well, we'll kind of dabble. We'll bounce we'll around. And as, okay. We'll get right. there as we go. It'll this be more the, of a charcuterie board of the roster. Right, and, right. In the second half, we'll probably do a two-legger here. In the first half of the podcast, we'll have our immediate reactions to the big moves. Then we'll kind of go position by position. Yeah. Uh, all right, that sounds good. Good game plan. So, all right, keep going. Yeah. I First of all, I want to know where those blog entries went that were posted over the summer that said uh, Bailey Zappi is quietly winning the quarterback con competition in Foxborough. Um, they should probably go back and remove those, scrub those from the internet like the Patriots once tried to scrub Aaron Hernandez from their record books. Um, Zappy was not good, Mm-mm. but that doesn't mean I'm not surprised. I'm absolutely surprised that they cut him. I'm absolutely surprised. I'm intrigued, interested to see how this plays out because obviously you have to have a backup quarterback. Now, maybe it's as simple as they don't here comes Tom Brady. I don't think it's that simple. <laughs> Why uh, not? Just allow a fan to dream for. I know, I know, I know. Maybe but... it's as simple as they think, oh, yeah, Bailey Zappi will easily clear waivers and we'll just put him on the practice squad and then we'll bump him up to the active roster for the game. However, Andy, you shared this on Twitter. I thought of it. You had the exact wording down because you were part of the Fort Knox of football for two decades of your human existence. What is the, what is the, exactly. You had a little Stockholm syndrome because even though you kind of hate the place, you still love it. Um, What is the classic line from Bill Belichick about being prepared to lose a player? If you cut a player, you have to be prepared to lose him. And that is the mentality. You can't, you know, we sometimes do it in the lead up to this day. Oh, you, you know, just cut him, put him on the practice squad. Well, yeah, that could happen. Mm-hmm. But a quarterback, I mean, we're in an NFL where there's not enough quarterbacks to go around. It only takes, quote unquote, just one to say, yeah, I thought Zappy looked pretty good for those couple weeks last year. I'd like to work with him and see if he could be a developmental guy for us, whether a starter or a backup. So they told you how much they thought of Bailey's. It's like, for example, If you had a nice hoodie and you're at the airport by yourself and you're just sitting there and you're like, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm just going to leave my hoodie here lying on this this seat. I'm sure it'll be here when I get back. Well, uh, someone obviously saw me, person they don't know, take it off. Nobody would steal it in plain sight, right? Even though it clearly says without labeling it, take me if you want me. Right. So that's Bailey Zappi right now. He is just laying there on a seat at the airport and you're in the bathroom. You're going to come back. I don't know if you have diarrhea. I don't know if you're peeing. I don't know how long you're going to be gone for, but you're coming back from the um, details are the key. Oh, well, I was going to say, why did this get so explicit? Jeez. Well, you I had mean- Mexican and a lot of corn the night before, so you may be gone for a little while. And then when you come back, you're going to find out, is my sweatshirt there? Because if so, I'll put it back on and continue to wear it on the rest of my trip. That'll be nice. If not, well, it's kind of on me. I left my sweatshirt there. So that's the point you're at. First of all, Malik Cunningham, we know, we talked all along, put him on the practice squad, let him develop as whatever he's going to be. Well, he was the only exciting part of the preseason, though, Andy. I mean, that is true. Straight, straight up, the yeah. only juice oh, or jolt. Lonnie Perkins. Okay, well, who uh, also yes. Got cut. <laughs> who also, oh, by the way, was the last cut uh, as well. The, the final cuts being Ty Montgomery, uh, something Giles, whatever his name is, uh, and <clears throat> uh, Ronnie Perkins, which was. Who threw up. Uh, yeah, who, who vomited. However, actually played his ass off and gave us at least a little bit of a memory. It's about time. He has a third-round pick in his third season. Has done absolutely nothing. Was drafted, yeah, drafted before Ramondre out of the same school. Third season, 
third preseason game. Nice of you to finally show up where you've been the last two plus years. Now that's a prime candidate for the practice squad uh, to yeah, hopefully develop kind of him a little bit for. Claimed. He could you think get so? Claimed. Yes. Just because, because he flashed in one game? No, 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 no. Third round pick. Yep. Who missed his first two years on IR, basically. People say, wait a minute. We liked him coming out of the draft. We actually had him as a late second, early third as well. He hasn't proven he can't play. He's just mm -hmm. proven he hasn't been available. Yeah, I'll give him a shot. Did you see him in the third preseason game? Dude vomited and still made the tackle. I could see him as a guy that could get claimed. That's because the left tackle was dodging the regurge, but that's I okay. I would too. Because <laughs> then I would be puking. There'd be a whole what? pile of there. Well, we'll see if Ronnie Perkins has a reversal of fortune on his playing days in Foxborough. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think Malik Cunningham gave us the only real jolt of the preseason with the fourth quarter the scampers, the decent, the nice throw to Trey Nixon that he dropped. I almost wonder if they would have kept him if Trey Nixon held on to the damn ball. No. Trey Nixon obviously no. I know, I know. He did his and, part. That play had out, nothing to do with Malik Cunningham. And, and we do happen to wonder if something again, once again, like with all interesting ideas, theories, and agendas, it was floated here first on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Perhaps the New England Patriots didn't play Malik Cunningham very much in the final two games, so they could shake the scent of success off of him, hopefully cut him stash him on the practice squad, have him be the practice squad quarterback to get people game day ready for a lot of running QBs on the Patriots schedule this season, and then see where he is later or perhaps in year two of his development. Between the two, I think Bailey Zappi is the one more likely to be taken by another team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, as I'm, I'm sorry, you can't win NFL games and be 100% certain the guy is going to make it through waivers. So in a league, in a league where there's not enough quarterbacks, somebody might say, "Yeah, hell, hell, it could be the freaking maybe it's the Packers. Maybe the Packers played him more like that guy showed some moxie. He's at Lambeau Field, like I, I don't know, but I I do think that there is because again, it only takes one, and we should just before we um, go too much further, I just wanted to clarify because I actually yep. had some tweet questions about this. So the players that are not vested veterans, less than four years of experience, guys like Cunningham, Zappi, whoever, most of these players go uh, on the waiver wire. And that begins tonight, and it mm -hmm. runs through noon tomorrow. And I never Oh, so we'll get this. a flurry. Okay, just to, to set the audience's expectations. Thank you for that little bit, little bit of info, that nug. So by noontime tomorrow, if you're a Patriots person, You'll be seeing from the Cadlicks and the Daniels and the Cox and the Callahans, et cetera, Reese, Garigian, Hearts, Fitzies. You'll be seeing so-and-so has been claimed by the blank or so-and-so has cleared waivers. Because I'm sure a lot of fans are wondering, like, will Ronnie Perkins come back? Did we get Malik? Where did we lose J.J. Taylor? And the way it works is it's basically the draft order is the order in which teams can claim players. We're still using last year's one loss record. So the Patriots are 14th in the waiver wire process. Okay. And the players, each team basically looks at all the players and says, oh, I'd like that guy. You basically, it's like a, a sealed bid. You basically say, I would claim that guy. When I claim him, here's the name of the person I would remove from my roster. Because obviously to add a player to your 53, somebody's going to go. So you would, in, you'd say, yes, I'll take X. And when, if I am awarded X, I will give up Y. And obviously, so the Houston Texans, like it kind of goes straight on down the wire. But yes, till noon tomorrow, once that all plays out, you'll get the flurry of 
these guys were claimed by various teams. Oh, the Patriots lost this guy or the Patriots game this guy. And then once that occurs afternoon tomorrow, then everybody who cleared waivers, who's not on that transaction wire as being claimed, then you can start to sign those guys to your practice squad. That's where you'll get the flurry of Patriots are expected to sign Malik Cunningham, Bailey Zappi, this guy, that guy. Andrew Stuber. Right. Yeah, 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 et cetera. Yeah. All there. Because most teams, the 16 man practice squad, if you if you pay attention to start the year, most teams, the practice squad ends up being like 14 guys they cut and maybe two other guys. Like it's, it's at least eight, really like high, yeah. 13 to three, 14 and two, at worst, yeah, 12 and four. Percent. So bare, bare minimum 75%. Correct. And they're like, and in fact, the interesting thing about this Patriots team is that the one spot where you would have thought, hey, maybe they'll have an eye on who gets released everywhere else. Now there's there's going to be an eye on other spots, and we'll get to that in a couple minutes in the second leg of the podcast. But a spot you would have thought, okay, the Patriots are probably doing some scouting on 31 potential cut candidate, other teams' cut candidates. It would have been an offensive tackle. Except now, in the last couple of days, they make trades, one for Pierre Strong, for Tyrone Wheatley Jr. out of Cleveland, and then Verdarian Lowe, out of uh, Minnesota for a 2024 six-round pick, of which they had two. They keep their own. Nobody really cares. So now, if they're looking somewhere else, could it be at positions like running back, where they only have two? Utah, give me two. Quarterback, where they have uh, just one. A single uh, quarterback, Stacy. They have one quarterback on the roster. Uh, tight ends, they only have two. So... I'd be very curious. Team, they can't even field a fantasy roster. No, they can't. (laughs) Like it's, it's like Like right now. They have no no depth. If you literally started a fantasy team based on the Patriots, you would you would have no quarterback during the bye week because you don't have a backup. Yeah, it's that's been. I mean, this is nuts. It's, And, and I do think you're right. I think the proactive moves to trade for Wheatley and Lowe were would have been could have been waiver wire claims but Mm -hmm. they probably decided oh that guy probably won't get to us somebody else will claim him potentially we're going to beat them to the punch certainly in the wheatley strong one that's Mm -hmm. a classic kind of this is disrespectful and i don't mean it to be so but it's the saying is the saying like it's a trash for trash trade like it's one man's cut for another man's cut like careful though Sometimes one man's trash is another man's treasure. You got to be careful too. People on the X were not very happy that I called the battle for the right tackle spot, the hobo rumble. They thought that was disrespectful and embarrassing to people keeping up a job. We're just trying to have a little fun typo in there. Oh, gee, honest to God. Is it, by the way, is it me or has the X? It has not been given it to you lately. It's not nearly as fun as it used to be, but that's a conversation no. for another day. It's not, right? Okay, yeah, I just wanted to make sure. So let's talk about that offensive line position for a minute because 11 is a lot. What is now, is it usually, it's usually eight to nine that a team will enter with. Like they'll have yeah. a, some a, a swing tackle, maybe a tackle that can play guard and a guard that can play center. That's usually, even, so eight, maybe nine. a little bit, I, I want to say, some teams have gone even like seven, eight or seven, because in recent years, the rules are very fluid. And I don't know all the details, but the offensive line elevation rules from the practice squad are very simple. So some people have sort of utilized that for those extra offensive linemen. But whatever we joked about with quarterback, you know, if you have two, you don't have one. Well, if you have 11 offensive linemen, you sure as hell should be able to find five, right? I mean, mm-hmm. cut it in half and you still have an extra. So it, it, it is amazing, and the weirdness is 
the Wheatley and Lowe arrival. Like, on paper, those guys look impressive. Six foot six, 320 pounds, athletic, feisty, having good summers. But can you, I mean, how long does it take Adrian Clem to try to get those guys to where they can even be competitive or even be options? And I would say the same thing with Calvin Anderson, who comes off of NFI and spoke in the locker room sort of vaguely. Today-ish? Ominously, yeah, but about very serious illness. And I'll talk about it more when the time is appropriate, but he thought his career was in jeopardy. Oh my so goodness. whatever was going on with, with Calvin Anderson, I would put him in the mix with Wheatley and Lowe and like, how can you get up to speed? How fast can you play catch up? And then you have the regular injury guys, the Cole Stranges and the Riley Reefs. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of understand why you have to have 11 because one, two, three, four, at least five of them. I don't know if they can possibly be ready for the opener. So that really only leaves you six. And now you're like, wait, only six. That means I only have one backup and five stars. So even though there's numbers there, it's still kind of a mess in terms of who are going to be the starting five, who's six, seven, and eight uh, on opening day against the Eagles. And we like to remind people once again, an Eagles team that led the NFL in sacks by 15 a year ago. They were 15 sacks uh-huh. better than second place. And they replaced their one of their best pass rushers, Javon Hargrave, with arguably the best defensive lineman, not only to come out of this draft, but maybe to possibly come out of the draft in the last several years in Jordan Davis and this preseason, as many of your New England Patriots did not much to acquit or uh, themselves or impress. He ate people like literally picked up people and ate them. Like if he was in a Roald doll novel. If I were more creative and technically capable, this is where I would insert the dog sitting in the room on fire. GIF put max head on the dog and the Eagles pass rushers on top of all the flames and just say, mm-hmm. it's fine. <laughs> This is fine. Fine. <laughs> I, I actually, somebody made me that, but they took the dog's head off and put the flying Elvis logo on top of that. Fine. Fans didn't like when I tweeted that out last year. And you know what? what I, I was only being honest, but again, it is what it is. Let's try to traffic in reality without being outrageous here, full of rampant speculation and inflated high hopes. Yeah. I, look, I, they may obviously be telegraphing the idea, Andy, by keeping 11 offensive linemen, that there's going to be a lot of, jumbo packages and i know you love the word jumbo however my god are we going to be seeing basically seven offense there's two running backs one quarterback and 11 offensive linemen are we going to be seeing running plays where they're going to be stacking line with not one but two like a maybe one of the more mobile tackles in a tight end like position they didn't keep matt sokol they didn't keep ferkser they didn't keep lumpkin yeah and then maybe another one of the giant guards almost acting like a fullback and just try, trying to challenge people to a good old-fashioned, you know, bar fight on the field. Like, all right, we're just going to throw this punch with Zeke and seven giant humans. See if you can stop it. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. I said this to you the other day on Fitzy and Hart on WEEI when somebody asked about offensive identity. I think they're going to run the ball and throw the ball short. And, yes, I think there will be some jumbo packages. Tyrone Wheatley, for example, is a converted mm-hmm. or former tight end. I won't say converted because when you blow up to 320, you kind of ate yourself out of the tight end position. Um, 6'6", 320 is a pretty big tight end. Yes. Um, But yeah, I think you will see some of those because they don't have a fullback. They don't have a blocking tight end. They may not really have two healthy tight ends at all. I'm not really sure Gasicki and and Hunter Henry, they're both back on the practice field, Mm -hmm. but they dealt with their own issues in the last week plus two weeks. Um, So yeah, I think you will see some of those 
bigger packages now whether it works whether and whether you can do that if you're down 14 nothing to the eagles because i don't know not only do they have a good defense the eagles also have a pretty good quarterback wide receivers mm. offense the whole thing uh, i'm not sure if you know th- know this as well but uh, espn recently in their ranking of uh the top 100 players in the nfl said jalen hurts eagles quarterback presumably almost super bowl mvp had things gone their way is the third best player in the nfl right now oh nice third best we got that going for us. We don't have to. No, we, one we got, nope. Nope. No big, deal. no big deal. No big deal. And also the Eagles, by the way, today, who have a terrific starting tight end and Dallas Goddard swung a trade for Albert. O. I'm not going to bother trying to pronounce his name because I, I know I'm know. just going to Albert. Oh, I'm not familiar. I need his full name. Uh, oh, you need, Oh, do you need me to butcher the last name? Yep. Albert. 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 Uh, yes, Alberto was who went off for like 10 and 109 and a touchdown in the final game of the pretend season, catching a lot of passes from old pal Jarrett Stidham. He got Liddy with the Stiddy, uh, was now traded today instead of being cut for a sixth rounder to the Eagles, who already have a good tight end room. So mm-hmm. the rich continue to get richer, and we're hoping that maybe the Patriots claim Colt McCoy when they put Tyquan Thornton on injured reserve. God help us. Well, the good news is the Eagles, even if they trade for Jonathan Taylor because he's on PUP now, he would have mm-hmm. to miss the opener against the Patriots. So ah, that's the good news. Ah, Optimistic Andy. Chess over checkers, baby. All right, those are our immediate reactions to the Patriots roster cutdowns and the chaos of roster cutdown days. The Patriots have made their way officially from 90 men to 53 players. What are your thoughts? Who are you missing besides Malik Cunningham? Uh, a call to Zappy Hour being finished. No more happy for Zappy. Uh, like, hopefully, practice squad, but we will see. Once again, as Andy informed you earlier, as of 12 o'clock, high noon Eastern time on Wednesday, we'll find out if the Patriots placed any claims on other teams' waiver players that they released and who that they released has been scooped up by other teams. If Ronnie Perkins becomes the new Camus Grugier Hill, I'm going to be personally pissed. We'll see how those things shake out. Please like, subscribe, share, all those things that you're supposed to do on the internet to make sure that your friends and you both never miss an episode. Stay up to beat with all the necessary Patriots news, information, perspective, analysis, and so much more here on Six Rings and Football. Thanks.